Blog Talk Radio. Did she like Earth, Wind & Fire? So she gets to see a real live band 
playing, and she knows the song because I kind of raised her up on her front and fire. So she told me this morning, Ian, she said, I said, do you want to go? She said, yeah. I said, okay. Nice. So I'll be able to report on next week's show what her reactions were. And it's definitely a music, it's definitely a parents, kids, and music thing that's going to happen tonight because I'm taking her. That is that is very cool. Me, I I also went to a concert this week. I saw my favorite band, Fish, which we've talked about way too much on this show. I mean, this isn't a show about fish, but seems to get into the topic a lot. And I went for the twentieth time, and it's it's just a monumental thing. I noticed that my acupuncturist was there at the show, and I missed him, and he brought his son, who was just born, like, a few months ago. And he just families together, just sitting on blankets, enjoying music, whether it's indoors and outdoors. It's, it's a beautiful thing. I'm looking forward to a day where I can bring my children to a concert. And, Jay, that's just amazing that you have those abilities and that you're doing that tonight and I think that this is kind of like your pre-show for the concert you're going to. How do you like that, Jay? Uh, I just, um, I like that, you know. Um, I get to also take my, um, my, um, my two cousins are going with me. So it's really going to be a family, it's going to be a family thing. Um, family, definitely, that's just, Amazing thing, just enjoying music together with family, whether it's live or it's recorded. And that brings me to really like the big thing that Jay and I were just talking about actually just before this show started, which I'm sure we'll have a lot more results by Wednesday at our next show, that we have that Apple is apparently announcing iCloud like, Jay, do you know what the cloud is for for our listening audience? Uh, no, I don't. But uh, you can share it with them and me, and I'll make me knowledgeable. So I'm ready to listen. Very, very cool. Well, the well, Jay, the cloud is, which we've mentioned a few times on the show, is cloud is a name that is used for computers that store files and that are not in your house. Like, for example, like, I have a CD player here. I have, a, I have my own computer. I have music that's on my computer. That's local. But if I wanted to use my computer to, like, for example, go onto the Internet and connect with other computers, that there's no cloud there. But if you're connecting with computers that are just not local, if that makes sense, that's the cloud. So I know there's been a few companies that have had solutions where you're able to listen to music without actually physically having it. And it's funny how I say physical because, I mean, data is data. Software is software. And But the idea is that you're able to listen to music that is not actually on at your house, yet you're able to connect to it in some ways. So yeah. Apple, yeah. Yeah, so what do you, I mean, I just want to cut in here. So what you're saying actually is you'll be able to stream your music from outside, outsource. So you, yeah, kind of like I think that's a, that's a great, 
just a great name and a great example. Wow. It is, it, it is amazing. The thing is, there's been services that exist that do that already, like like Rhapsody, which is owned by, which is run by Real, although I think it was just spun off, where you could, where you're able to spend a certain amount of money each month, and you can get, um, download unlimited music, but once you stop paying for it, the, the music disappears. And it's something of that way where it's different from just buying a song and saying, okay, I like this album. I like Earth, Wind, and Fire. I want to buy their album. I want to buy their song. I pay money for it. I own it. Instead, it's more like a rental thing where you pay one price and you have the rights to that. And I know that all these different companies have been trying to find a way to make it the big thing. Like the last, like the biggest thing of the last 10 years, and can you believe it's been 10 years since Apple created iTunes? Like seriously, Jay. I mean, Apple introduced the iPod years ago. And now it is here. It's been 10 years. So Apple, there you are, Jay. Uh-huh. Apple, it was reported last week that Apple has bought the domain iCloud.com. I mean, Apple's being, Apple being the iCompany, get the iMac, get the iPod. And I know that I'm actually broadcasting this show from my iPhone that Apple is going to try to get into the music business in a different way, in a in an invisible cloud model. And it's some exciting stuff, which we'll be hearing about, I'm sure, very soon. And it will probably be something just like every other thing, where it's going to be kid-friendly, where it goes beyond just going to the store and buying music or even just go on to YouTube and finding a cool video. Just all these really cool, great things. And, wow. and, and so, what, so, so, yep. Yep. So Will you be able to stream um, apps and games and, and all that stuff from this iCloud? That's, we don't know yet. We, we don't know yet. I bet one day in the future that will happen. Like, for example, I know one of my obsessions of the last month is a certain game called Angry Birds. And, Jay, have you played Angry Birds? I sure have. <laughs> yes, I have. The, the fact that, like, Roku, which makes these boxes which attach to the TV, they're actually going to be bringing games, including Angry Birds, to the TV. To the, so it's like in some ways, but there's like a difference between downloading and streaming, I think. In terms of even like game rentals, like the way that that data is delivered, I mean at least in terms of an entertainment value, whether it's movies or games, like for example, like Netflix, like Netflix and Hulu, where you can basically just watch stuff, watch movies and TV shows that are streaming. You don't own them; they're not actually on there, but you pay a fee to 
or in Hulu's case, where it might be even free to essentially rent those games or watch, be, have the ability to watch it. And that's going to happen to music, and I bet it's going to happen to games too, because I know that it's like it's just weird to think like back when I was a kid and I played video games, and you had the Nintendo Entertainment System, and you had like then the same, you had Sega, another company that makes video games, which I know that I did. I was a Nintendo guy. I had the Nintendo Entertainment System, and then. Sega came out with something called the Sega Genesis, which was a 16-bit system, which was a lot more, it was like had better graphics and sound than the Nintendo. But Nintendo came up with the Super Nintendo. But years later, Sega doesn't even make video game systems anymore. They just make games. And they make ga- there's games you can download to the iPod and download to your iPhone Sometimes it's actually like a port of the actual game that was originally played on a video game system where the cartridge cost 40, 50 bucks 20 years ago. You can now buy, download directly onto your phone for two bucks. It's wow. like, Jay, like, like, role has video games and games played in your life and in your in your family's life. We are video, at all. We are video over here. Um, we do everything from... John Madden football to Mario Brothers. Um, I I have played almost every game known to man. <laughs> wow! So like my seventh um, grade self would have been jealous. Like what? What's this? Do you own any consoles at home right now? Sure I do. There's uh, PlayStation Three, Xbox, Xbox Two, Xbox Three. I mean Xbox One, Xbox Two. I mean, I still have my old consoles all the way back to the Atari 2600, so. Wow. I still remember the 2600 as a kid. Like, I, have, I remember, I, I remember I, actually, the one system I really remember is I had a friend who had a ColecoVision. Oh. That was that, I got that. Yeah. That was, that wow. was funny. Little wheel, had a little wheel on it. You can use that little wheel, and you had those three colorful buttons that you squeeze. ColecoVision was real fun. Um, yes, yes, they were, and it was just the fact is it's just amazing to think that the kids now have these systems that are just connected directly to the Internet, and you have these where you can actually have multiplayer games from, that are connected online. That's a thing to, I still remember, like, it took my parents a long time to let me even have a video game console in my house. And it was a Nintendo. And it was, but the fact is I saw we were just going to friends' houses and just being at all like, wow, video games. And I had a point in my, there was a point in my childhood where I was obsessed with video games. Like when it was the arcades or like I used to read Electronic Gaming Monthly and just like hear all the rumors about future games. Since I also was writing Nintendo Power, which was the which was and still is the official Nintendo magazine, but they really didn't focus on rumors because they just obviously were just trying to keep the company alive. Like, this is the current system. This is what's happening. There's no Super Nintendo coming up yet. Like, enjoy what you have right now. Though I was always like, what's next? What's next? What's next? And I can say that's 
that phase of my life was just a huge. Now reflecting on it, I had there was a, I had a lot of fun playing video games, but I learned a lot really about myself and just values to live for my life from through the video games and through being obsessed with them at one point and and also going after the fact. Like I have a, the oldest console that I owned was a Super Nintendo, which I got in nineteen ninety one. That was twenty years ago. Can you believe that? The SNES has been out for twenty years. Yeah, that's a that's a trip. It don't seem like that long, but yeah, wow. Twenty years that and I still remember I can still say that in my opinion was always Nintendo it was a bad idea that Nintendo did not make a follow-up to Super Mario World. And the fact that they did not have a side-scrolling 2D Mario game again until New Super Mario Brothers, which was, like, only a few years ago. But I love that. I remember just beating those games. It was before the Internet where where it's, like, now it's just amazing where like, have you seen some of these mashups and some of these hacked games, like especially like the old 8-bit and 16-bit games, where if their copyrights have lapsed, well, sometimes if their copyrights have lapsed, sometimes it isn't, where developers are able to use the engine to make those, that design those games to actually make new games and make new levels based on, based on like the hearts of the old games? Yes, I have. I have. They, I have. It's just, I think that it's just amazing that we've gone to a place where it's our media now, where anyone can take it and rather than just wish, like, I wish they had more levels of this original game, that you could actually do that. Like, there was this mashup that I that came out last year called Super Mario Crossover. Jay, have you heard of this game? Yeah, I heard of that. Did you play it? Well, unfortunately, I can't put it on the Apple iPad on my phone because Mario, they don't have an app for Mario. So right. But, I don't know. But I, I like I've play played it on my I played on my laptop, and it was one of the most fun experiences I had in a, playing like a a game that was made from the parts of other games. Because what it was was it was the original Super Mario Brothers, but you had you had a choice of different characters you can play besides Mario. Like, you can play Link from Zelda. You can play Samus Aran from Metroid. You can be Simon Belmont from Castlevania. And all these characters, all these other video game characters and the ways that they played and the ways, like, they would shoot guns and stuff that was in the world of the original Mario, Super Mario Brothers was one of the coolest things I had seen, and it's kind of weird that it's not that's weird. It's just amazing that it, like, touches the nostalgia. The question is, where do you you bring the memories? And it's one of those things where it's like, where do you, like, how do you keep these memories and bring it on to your kids? And how do you, like, at the same time, honoring the past while embracing the future? That's been really, like, my question I've had for years about what is tradition. And 
what is things that should not be changed just because it's been that way for years? And what are the things that should be changed? Right. And those are the things that I know I personally ponder. Well, I guess you got to keep those consoles around. <laughs> and also, it's like, have you heard of this kid called Ben Heck? No. This guy, what he does is he makes portable console, portable, all these like portable systems based on using the guts of old systems. He's made like handheld SNES systems, and he's made portable PlayStation 3s, like a PSP 3P, if that's what you want to call it. All unofficial things, all things that are not endorsed by the companies that originally made them, but the fact, but just using like the guts of these things, like make new things. Like I've seen like NES toaster ovens. Like people have made toasters out of the old Nintendo. Mhm. Or people wow. have made, or people have made like, or some of them are cool. Where you even take the, the original controllers and you can make a handheld game system using the emulators that exist. Which there's just all these like legal ramifications. I mean, emulators are in some ways like the MP3s of video games, where People can, where you can actually download a game and play it on your computer. The question is, who owns the copyright? Did the copyright expire? Did it not? Like, even 10 years ago, like, almost every NES, SNES game and, like, Sega games, you could play You could play on a computer. Just get a controller and you've got all these games. It just goes beyond it. I loved video games as a kid, and I can talk about this forever. And but this, it's like parents' kids' video games. Mm-hmm. Like so. So Jay, what other exciting things are going on? What other things just really just bring you back to a point? Something that you'd want to share with your kids, or something you haven't shared? Something you'd like to see that hasn't even been invented yet? Well, I just think this is the season. I went um, to see some kids graduate, and I saw that there a lot of the schools. We went to St. Leo, where um, I have some relatives that graduated, and my my nephew got an honor, got an award for being a music scholar. And I saw all. I, he got up there and he um he played the French horn, and I found real great. And I noticed that music is still in the schools to a certain degree. And I was just so proud, Ian, of him. His name is Timothy. And uh, eventually we're going to have that family on our show, hopefully, and because um, they have a great music help. Uh, his sister plays piano. And I talked about her wow. earlier. I talked about his older sister graduated, and she's on her way to um, Michigan, uh, Michigan uh, University out there. And she's, uh, she's a great opera singer, and I, I spoke of her in an earlier show. Um, her name is Melissa, and we had a guest. One of your guests was on the show, and she was an opera singer. And so now... Yeah, Sharon. Yeah. Now, yeah. And now that she's graduated, uh, she sat up there. She played the flute from St. Mary's uh, High School College here in the Bay, and uh, 
we went over to um, they had their graduation over at St. Mary's, which is they have a basketball team called the Gales, who almost went to the to the uh, Final Four this year, but they didn't. Gonzaga beat them out. But um, basically, I was just happy that uh, all four of them, all three of them, all play instruments and they have a great musical health, and um, they got awards for music. And um, they're going to go to school for music. She's going on a scholarship for opera. The, the little small sister is still she's still coming out of grade school, but the, Tim graduated and going to high school, and so he just played that French horn. I was so proud of him and proud of the other musical students that are there that are really learning. They all go to um, a program at the University of Berkeley here in Berkeley, California. I'm just so proud of them, and that's why I'm mentioning them on our show. I'm proud of most of the kids that are doing music up there at Berkeley, at the Berkeley program, where uh, a famous lady and one of our comrades know her name, Patrice Russian. She, she comes there and she teaches the kids. And so I just wanted to share that with our audience, that um, music is still in the schools and it's still strong and they're still playing flutes and French horns and trombones, and uh, we got to keep that going in our school system. And don't forget the clarinets. Oh, the clarinets are there, too. <laughs> you can never forget the clarinets. <laughs> the clarinets, and don't forget, you got the woodwinds, you got the brass. You've got, and just even just the knowledge of what is, how to play an instrument, and how to play even, like, I know I've, I, like, the fact is, like, I think, I'm going back to back to when I first started playing in musical instruments in school. I'm just being able to test out all the instruments before deciding on clarinet for me or trumpet or saxophone. Like, I had friends who, in the marching band, who they'd play two instruments. They'd play one instrument for marching band, they'd play one instrument for concert band. So people had their choices. And just being able to, like, I still even remember just trying to play the trumpet. I'm not a trumpet player. Or trying to play the flute. And that there's just different muscles and different ways to, like, blow. Or even just, like, being, like, so rhythmic to be a drummer. It's amazing. You know what? I think that in the future we need to definitely, I I wanted to get some music, more musicians on the show. I want to see people who play in a concert setting, people that are in orchestra. Like, I've, like, for example, I've, like, never, like, even, like, played a violin before. Like, Jay, is there any instruments that you that you just haven't played? Because I know that you, you play a lot of stuff, or you've played a lot of stuff in your life. Well, I haven't played harp. <laughs> So that's one instrument I haven't played. I, I play flute, saxophone, trumpet, drums, guitar, bass, uh, harmonica. But um, there's some um, instruments that I would like to play, like sitar, you know, which over in India, you know, they have a whole different scale system, which is notes in between notes. And really? Yeah. And so I would like to play that because I would want to hear the other notes, which are in between our notes which we tend to call them flat notes or sharp notes, but over in India, their scale system is totally different, so those are actual notes. They're not flat or they're not sharp. 
Um, yeah, you know, I would like to do that. Um, bagpipes. That'd be fun. <laughs> My father played bagpipes. Um, wow. Yeah, there's some in- instruments that I haven't played, and it would just be fun play- playing them, you know. Um, even um, I've played some instruments from Afghanistan. Um, they have a whole set of instruments there that they use, uh, uh, which were fun, tabla. And um, some of the other instruments they use are very fun, but you got to learn how to play them. The world has so many things you can play. I also play kalimba, which is a African piano, which Earthwind and Fire used to use. Um, the leader of the band is no longer in that band, so they don't use the kalimba so much. But that's a wonderful instrument. And it's like the first piano. So, um, yeah, there's some instruments I haven't played that I would like to learn how to play. I did not play clarinet, though. Um, and yeah, so, got me beat on that. But um, wow, <laughs> I, want, I had a question again, Ian. I wanted to, I wanted to get back on that iCloud thing. And I wanted to ask you on the iCloud, did they secure any major labels yet, or do you know? Like, it, I was re- I was reading that all Warner Brothers. They got all big four. Like, all big four, like Universal was the last holdout. They just got them this week. Just so you know, anything that's going on with the cloud, it is right now, it is just a rumor until until anything's officially announced. Because Apple has their annual developer conference this week in San Francisco. And every year since 2007, there's been one major thing they've announced each time. And this year, it's, it's for the first time since, 2007, they're going into a conference, and unless they surprise us, there will not be an iPhone. There will not be a new iPhone announced for the first time in, since the iPhone has been in existence. But the wow. iCloud, but but the two big things that Apple has pre-announced is they're going to be discussing are OS. Lion, which is to be the next operating system, replacing Snow Leopard. And but then there's iCloud, and iCloud is an exciting thing as long as we can wait. Because because last week on the show, like Gail and I were talking about the Amazon cloud system. Since last week, as we've talked a lot about, Amazon sold Lady Gaga's brand new album for. 99 cents. No, that's just no, that's just the song, but the entire album. Why? Because it introduced people to their cloud system. Well, Amazon allows people to upload music directly to their servers, so you can then access them anywhere, including on Android phone apps, where you can like play music directly online. I have an iPhone. So I haven't had a chance to listen to them that way, but it's there, and it's and lots of people are still trying to find what's the next thing in music. And what I really see, and just going back to what we we're saying at the top of the show, it's not just music, but video. And even as you were talking about games, how do you have access to these to abundance of content? without having to directly buy it. It's kind of like on 
cable. Like, do you have cable TV? Yep. Mm-hmm. Or satellite? Right. It's like you like you can't choose exactly what channels you want on the most part. You pay a monthly fee, and the cable company gives you a package of, or a bundle of games. I mean, not games, channels. Why? Because the owners of the TV channels want to be in a place where viewers can sample them. Right. And sometimes people don't know that a new channel exists until they're flipping through their TV and they see it. And it's how do you get into people's homes? And that's one thing with the music. Uh, People, like, traditional media has, like, ratings have been falling across the board. Whether it's, I mean, radio stations, I mean, I can't tell you the last time I listened to a radio station when I wasn't driving. I don't listen to much radio anymore. Except for maybe on my iPhone, I'll put on the Yankee game, but that's a different thing. That's something very specific I'm looking for. Uh-huh. What are Like, what is the new radio? Or what are the new formats that will introduce people to their next favorite songs? or next favorite TV show, or even, like, their next favorite movie. Right. We're at, like, everyone, whether old media companies, new media companies, people in their garages trying to come up with the coolest thing in the world, things are looking for what's going to be introducing everything. And I think one thing, yeah? It looks like Apple is getting ready. Apple is getting ready to share with the record industry, which is a good, which is really kind of a good thing if you think about it. Um, they'll be able to monitor the streaming. So Apple is kind of giving back because they, I, I believe, maybe Steve Jobs, or they realize that the industry is hurting and we need some type of some type of policing of the music. So this is kind of a I good don't thing. Know if- I don't know if that's necessarily what it is, because I know that one thing Steve Jobs said from the very beginning of iTunes was that that spending $1 to download a song is a lot cheaper. I mean, is is a lot, is the value, is a lot more valuable than how it's time-consuming when somebody illegally downloads music it might have the wrong file name, it might not have the right song name, might not be the right thing. Then having to clean up that data, change all the titles, change the name of the file, go into all the metadata, all these things that the average person might not even know about or care to know about. When you buy a song for a dollar or ten dollars, you know what you're getting, except for one dollar and ten dollars is less than five dollars and twenty dollars that that CDs and records and cassettes were sold for. So I think I don't even think it's so much about giving back, but it's about really creating, creating I'd say, a, a better solution or a solution that will work for, that will work to make money for the record companies in a way that is different from what exists right now, which was more about like a stopgap measure of how do we stop people from stealing? 
that you stop you you stop people from stealing when you put everything at a price point that people are willing to pay, and that comes off as affordable. Because I know that there's a lot of music that I don't own. There's a lot of music that I don't have on my computer, and I still. Rem- but I can even go back to when I was in college and I owned a lot of CDs. And I, there was always more CDs I want to buy. And I want more and more. But then there was a time in the summer of 2004 where my car was broken into and they stole almost all my CDs. And it took a long time for me to replace most of that music. And I just, I like my music. I want to be able to listen to music and and the internet has really, even though it's taken away from like the physical touch of a disc and the artwork on it and being the full package, it has made music more available to people. But I like I like things being available to people. I like the idea of having the doors open. And allowing people, if you want this, it's here. And to the point where it's just like anything else, where if it's something that people really like, they're going to tell their friends. Like, when I see a movie and I tell, and I see it, I'm like, you must see this. Like X-Men First Class, which I saw last night. Mm-hmm. So, so, Jay, the question is, It isn't even so much about a question that you or I can answer, but the question that is constantly being asked is, what's next? And sometimes what someone, what a person or company says what's next might not be successful in that moment. So it's like, okay, so that, so it wasn't so that successful, so what's next again? And it's always (laughs) about what's next, what's next. And after what's next? Like, the San Francisco Giants won the World Series. What's next? Try to win another World Series. Well, not with Palsy gone. They, they won't. Uh, <laughs> I don't think they have a chance. I, 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 don't, I don't think so. Or, like, even, like, <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal, like, using a, using a brand-new video service that has only been around for a little over a month at the as the website where he announces his retirement from the NBA. Right. Like, it's really all about what's next, what's new, what's different. Well, I got some news to share with our listeners. Um, um, Jennifer Hudson, and uh, she's getting back into her acting. I think she's playing Winnie Mandela. But what's funny is they just accepted her in the Three Stooges movie. It's coming out. I heard about that. <laughs> so she's one of the nuns in the Three Stooges. And that just shows how music is so close to the movie business and how this singer from American Idol, as a teenager, yes. now she's a big star, and she's, she's, she's doing this Three Stooges. I can't wait to see this. I want to see her in this Three Stooges. Like, um, it's, it's a weird thing. I mean, this whole concept of the Three Stooges movie is just weird. Like, I'm not going to completely, like, throw it away, but the idea you've got three actors, none of them, people who have done stuff, who have been around, but none of them are huge, gigantic movie stars. 
basically being the new Three Stooges. Right. I'm like it's it's definitely fascinating, and I know there's probably going to be those people who are like these are not the Three Stooges; these are three people playing the Three Stooges in in the year 2011, or I guess it's going to come out in 2012 or 2013. I'm wondering. Yeah, it's like isn't it isn't it really four Stooges? I mean, isn't four of them really? Well, you got Chep. Or it's even well, like the Three Musketeers. There's four of them, even though one of it's just one of their account of the the other three. <laughs> I wonder if they're gonna put him in there. Somebody, you know, all three of them plus one. I wonder. I wonder how yeah. that's gonna work. Yes, but going back to Jennifer Hudson and just going back to musicians, like even like reality TV, what you find is. That it's the it's entertainment is what brings people like into perspective, like even even if it's not even so substantial. Like look at the success over the last decade as had by Flavor Flav. Mm-hmm. And just all I mean all the reality shows. I mean starting off on the Surreal Life and having his dating show and the fact that he actually had a solo album, which I bet some people bought because they liked the TV show. Apparently, he had recorded at least two other albums that had never that were never released by record companies because there was no mark there wasn't so much of a market. But now it's like you're it's not just this guy from Public Enemy, but you've got reality TV show star Flavor Flav or like Brett Michaels and how how it's weird like how VH1 has like revived the career. Re- like the musical careers of all these artists who had not been really in the public eye for a long time. Right. Then you've got American Idol where you've got this talent competition where you've got people coming out from nowhere to the fact that I think the thing that has made the American Idol phenomenon work is that they delivered. That those contestants that were winning that won the competition or were, were, were very close to winning, many of them have actually become big stars. Right. Even though it might not necessarily be music. Like, I mean, Kelly Clarkson and Carrie Underwood, they won the competition and they are huge. But then you've right. got people who, like, they might have people who are timeless, people who have been around, were around for a while. Like, Clay Aiken had his time, and then he kind of disappeared. Or Taylor Hicks, who won the competition, but isn't that that really hasn't been that successful musically? But it brings, but it's it's amazing that it combines TV, where it where it's like one of those few shows that was live, where you had to watch it when it aired, and then the fact that there are music's everywhere and people want to listen to us. It, it it really is amazing, and it's going to be very interesting this fall to see The X Factor with Simon Cowell and Paul Abdul and your friend L.A. Reid and how that changes the, the landscape. All right. 
Have, 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 L.A. Reid has been um, on The Voice, and one of my friends is also the music director on The Voice, I believe. And um, that that show, if you, you legit, one of your the, favorite the singers voice. is on The Voice. <laughs> oh yeah, CeeLo. Mm-hmm. Or Christina, Christina Aguilera, Christina Aguilera, and and Adam Levine from Maroon Five. To the mm-hmm. fact where it's America is showing that in a post Simon Cowell American Idol world, there are other music shows out there. Like NBC just announced, assuming that there's no lockout, that The Voice is the show that's going to air on NBC this February immediately after the Super Bowl. Wow. Yes, well. They didn't announce if it's going to be the premiere or just a, just an episode of it. But the fact is, it's a big deal. And it and it's I'd say we're we're looking at like a music competitions 2.0, where American Idol might not be the leader anymore. Right. But it's still there, and. Looking, I'm curious about I don't what think... they're going to do. I'm curious what they're going to do I... next year with all other shows eating into their eating into their their audience. Absolutely. Um, I mean, the one thing about one thing about X Factor is it's on Fox, which is also the network of American Idol, and Fox has chosen to run it in the fall instead of the spring and keep Idol, American Idol in the spring. But the voice, that's, the, that's coming out in Janu- either January or February, and that's going to be basically just like it is right now, all around the same time as American Idol. And that's the real, that's the big question about if that's, like, I even like if the voice, which the voice was based on a, a show from Holland, and out of all places. And, in fact, it's a format that, at the moment, has only aired in the Netherlands and in the U.S. But it's like one of those things where it came out from nowhere where it's it's not the American Idol family of show, which has been a big surprise. I mean, there's some people that they can do studio-based reality. Some people don't, like, it's actually a big surprise that Mark Burnett's behind The Voice because Mark Burn- anytime Mark Burnett's done a studio-based reality show, it really hasn't been successful. I mean, we're with the guy who's done Survivor and The Apprentice where you have things that are out there in the, in the jungle or out there in New York City. But actually being in a studio with a lot of studio audience, like I remember a show called On the Lot that came out a few years ago, which I actually looked forward to because it was about filmmakers. It was kind of like an American Idol for filmmakers, and it and it tanked. Right. So, Jay, if you could be a judge on a reality show, which one would it be? Um, I think I would like to be a judge on. Um, hmm. Um, you're gonna laugh at me, Ian. Um, the Gong Show. <laughs> I remember the Gong Show. Actually, I mean, I remember the. Actually, I remember the revival of the '80s. 
I remember I was in fifth grade and I liked it. I thought, wow, this is a fun show. In fact, I remember I actually had a gong show themed Halloween party when I was in fifth grade. This is no, this is no joke here. Really? Yes, really. And we had our, we had our, we had our judges, and I think every single act was gonged within seconds of it because it was just a fun, it was just a fun concept. Oh yeah, because you you had kind of you had like kind of everything going on there, you know, comedy, voice, uh, other types of talent. It wasn't just singing, you know, the whole deal, you know. So, um, you know, I I, I would want to be on there. That was like the forefathers, you know, um, of all these shows, the Gong Show, and um, I think that would be a great show to be on for me. I, I'm always laughing, and I like to make people laugh, and I just want to hit the, the gong. You know, I, I miss that gong. I used to get up and um, T.J. Morgan or whatever they miss, um, to get up and when you know you want to gong the people, you get to gong them, and that was the funniest part of the show when somebody got gonged. You know, <laughs> that that was just a fun concept of just just this gong out of everything, like. Or even just like just game shows and just really don't exist. Like the fact the only game show on broadcast television on, in daytime that's left is kind of like the price is right. Right. There might be some other things, but it's just, it's you know, it's just weird just how formats change. Like how sitcoms were an endangered species for most of the 2000s. Where it was, I mean, you got NBC for a while, didn't even have any comedy on Thursday nights, where it was like all Apprentice and ER and stuff. To the point where they brought back My Name is Earl and The Office. Or then you've got CBS, and I mean, you've got the golden boy of this year, Charlie Sheen. But But it took years for comedy to really. Like real, like real, like sitcoms to return to broadcast television. Like ABC has had that had their had one of the biggest hits of the last few years with Modern Family. The fact that they've made their Wednesday nights into a comedy night because I know ABC traditionally had Tuesday night as comedy, but then Dancing with the Stars became this big hit. Right, and to the right. point where they're. There was no comedy, or the fact like you had, where it's like how you know it's like I'm a big fan of innovation and seeing competition. Like you had Comedy Central, which really doesn't do sitcoms. Right. I mean, you've got South Park, you've got The Daily Show, you've got all these stand-up comedy comedies, but then you got TBS, which then rebranded as their very funny thing, and started having all these different comedies and like Tyler Perry shows and then bringing on Conan O'Brien. Like I, I like, I like seeing innovation and what, what is the, what's going to be the innovation in music? What's the next thing? Cause I know like MTV really doesn't do much music anymore. Even VH1, it's cyclical and it's also, I mean, VH1's always been a cousin of MTV. Fuse does some pretty good things. Like, do you ever watch Fuse? Uh-huh. 
Like they did, they did some pretty good things that are music related, but what I haven't really seen is like the competitor to MTV. Just like they're just like how you there's no real true competitor, at least in terms of the cable television network to ESPN. Okay. That's where I just want to see innovation and to the point where it's not you've got this voice from above that is telling you this is the music you're going to listen to. These are the movies you're going to see. This is the kind of cereal you want for breakfast. <laughs> we're in a new world. I mean, we're in a new world, Jay, and we're really in a very much a social network. Like, where it is not, I'm not even talking about computers. Right. Right. Yeah, take me back to the voice that show the kids they submit their videos online. I don't know if you know that. Um, you know, like American Idol. In American Idol, they go around each city, right? The voice they say, yeah. The voice says pretty much you upload your video and we'll check you out, and you can you can enter as many times as you want, and if it passes our Producers then really invite you to the show, and they save a lot of money because basically they just have people upload their videos of them singing just by themselves. That that is certainly a way to go and something different. And they also save a lot of money by switching their car insurance as well. (laughs) I mean, without mentioning any specific companies, I mean, a 15-minute call can save... Help you say fifteen percent or more of your car insurance, or at least that's what the commercials say, since they're everywhere. So, so Jay, so Jay, it's been a great hour. We are wrapping up here. We've got a few minutes left. Anything you want to share about? Just like really, just like we went everywhere today. I mean, we yeah. talked about. We talked about music. We talked about your family. We talked about computers. We talked about video games. We talked about reality TV shows. So, so Jay, if you, what are your final thoughts today on this beautiful day here in America? I say this, you know, I say today is a day where you should embrace your kids again because you never get an opportunity to watch them graduate. You get that one chance. You know, steer them in the right direction. Roll them in the right direction. Make sure they have a beautiful music health in their life. And participate in their life. And, um, I mean, everything is social network and everything. But also remember there's a reality, too. We are all human. And we do human things. We make human mistakes. But we also need to love each other. And make sure that you do that with your kids because uh, that's the greatest thing is to share in their life and participate. Like, I'm getting ready to go take my kid to this concert, and I'm going to have such a great time. I just want everybody else out there that's listening to do the same with their children because you never know. And that's, that's what I have to say today, Ian. Excellent, Jay. And what I would like to share with this, Viewing public, listening public, is love. You have, if you have people in your life 
who you might have not talked to every day, like in your family, who just remember you don't know how long you're going to be with them. I'm I'm here to say that you have the ability to. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I, if I were you, I would call up your parents or your kids or your siblings or your cousins and to say hi because you don't know how much of a difference you put in people's lives. You can even talk about music because this is parents' kids' music. And, Jay, I'm looking forward to the next show, which will be on Wednesday. Jay, thank you. It's been it's been good. And I hope you have fun tonight at Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yes. That's going to be my treasure.net. <laughs> what is your treasure.net? That is it. You, you, you enjoy that. And if you go see movies, there's a lot of really good movies out in the summertime. I highly recommend X-Men First Class. So thank you, everyone. We will thank you, everyone. We will see you on Wednesday here on Parents Kids Music. Thank you, Jay. Thank you, everyone, and thank you, and everyone. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you.